Welcome back again to the FHL Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Richards, and with me, as always, I'm happy to have Luca. Hello. And Moose. Hello. We got an interesting development for you today in, uh, some might say, the gamer world. I might say, you know, society in general. Because uh, I don't know if you've seen, but uh, monkeys can play video games with their minds now. Indeed, before indeed. humans can. Because of Elon Musk's Neuralink. Um, it's nothing too fancy. I mean, they're not playing Fortnite yet. It's not that. Yet. 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 They're not clapping cheeks in PUBG yet. But they're going to at some point. Um, it was very interesting to see because at first, like, Elon, what's funny is, uh, I think we've even talked about Neuralink in the past, of like the potential. But that wasn't too long ago. And I think many of us thought... Uh, but they're not going to make any real ground until, like, years from now. Fast forward just a few months later. Because, um, like, the first thing, like, um, what was funny about this is the first time they talked about it, it was, like, this big presentation. And this time when they mentioned it, when it was a much bigger deal, it was just a tweet from Elon. Like, oh, by the way, this monkey's yeah. playing a video game with his mind. You should probably check it out. It's kind of cool. And uh, they go into it, and essentially, they were teaching the monkey how to play the game with a controller at first, right? And then they were essentially training the Neuralink to how to play the game, or like how to read the monkey's hand motions and to translate what those hand motions mean in the monkey's brain and stuff. And then they unplug the controller. So the monkey still has his hand on the controller. He thinks he's controlling it with the joystick, but it's unplugged. And you see in real time, he's actually playing the game with his mind. Yeah, so, you know, this is real sci-fi Which stuff, that blows you know? my mind because, like, it's here. Like, it's, like, if a monkey can do yeah, it, it's... a human can do it. It's kind of, kind of, kind of scary, because you know, if if monkeys can play games, what else can monkeys do? <laughs> Probably create atom bombs if we train them well enough, you know. I mean, if there's oh, an yeah. atom bomb simulator that somebody comes up with, which is that's very dangerous. We're gonna have monkeys fighting our wars for us. Oh my god, monkey drone pilots! Monkey drone pilots! Come on! Oh, you <laughs> oh, know. Gosh. Um, there's generals that are like, oh my god. This Luca guy, get him on our squad. He's got ideas. I'm just saying, you know, like I could revolutionize warfare right now. Okay, hit me up. I have a Twitter. I don't I remember mean, what it know, is, but you know, DM me. As um, as wild as this kind of sounds, because I mean, I'll admit it does sound pretty wild. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure that this is necessarily a soon future or a feasible future. Um, I'm not sure people would be in favor of having chips implanted to play games better. That's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. See, okay. Now, I think... here's the thing, though. I mean, you two are young bucks, 
So you just took this kind of technology for granted. But it was mind-blowing when we had like a toy Nintendo gun that it would reflect what you shot on screen. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't see the connection between the two. Like, how does the gun know where on the screen to shoot? Like, it was just black magic to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you can do that with your mind. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem is putting it. Can you imagine the God tier strategy games? I mean, I, I can I can imagine the potential, but I, what I'll say to Moose is like I think that um people won't get sold on putting chips in their head on the strength of video games in the same way that like people weren't sold on like well I was gonna say people weren't sold on computers on the strength of video games, which is partially true, right? But like I, I don't know, I can see this happening. It's just a matter of like how how far out you know because once some people start doing it, right, in any sphere. Right, then other people in the sphere are going to have to do it to keep up, right? Because the second you have some gamers, you know, interfacing with technology that directly, everyone's going to have to do it if they want to be competitive, right? Well, kind of. There, there, there's always been a community of people who like, you know, doing body modification stuff. Like, there's people who put like magnets in their hands so they can sense electromagnetic waves or something like that. Some, some, some along those lines. I'll I don't exactly know. I didn't look it. too much into it. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like, you know, you get close enough to something and and your little your little the magnet in your finger or whatever starts going, and you're like, Oh, that's cool, right? Um But I, I think that is that is going to be a very small community. And I think you're not going to see games that are like both neural link exclusive and also huge and extremely popular. Uh, at least at least you know, from from, from what I can foresee. I don't see that intersection becoming much of a thing. And and you know, this isn't this isn't like having a computer in your desk and having to clear off a space for a computer. This is putting a chip in your brain, right? I'm waiting for like the total recall incident to happen and everybody just shuts down except for like four people, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Um one thing that I, I do wonder is like, you know, because we're talking about like God tier strats out of this, right? But as far as I can tell, what they've done is mapped the monkey, uh, like the the signals in the brain that would go to manipulating the joystick, right? And then they've just had those interface directly with the computer, right? And mm-hmm. so as it stands now, it would be like, oh, I can telepathically play um, Fortnite or whatever, right? If we can map out, you know, mouse control, right? But that doesn't, like the only advantage in theory would be a quicker um uh like less delay between intent to do an action and the action but that's not taking into account the, the transmission time right because it's just wireless so that might mm-hmm. be slower right and so it, it'll be interesting to see um what the actual implications are whether it's just going to be like because obviously something like this it's hard to imagine it's not going to have significant more implications than like the difference between mouse and keyboard but right now it's like the difference between mouse and keyboard just with witchcraft science you know it'll Um, it'll be interesting to see like you know your mouse and keyboard players always talking down to console controller players and then you're going to have the true pc elite they're like i can play with my mind you plebs Actually, here's here's where the I think the real uh, implications start coming in is like for VR, right? Because if you can find a way to 
like cut the motor the actual motor functions right so you know you you think of walking but you don't actually walk right you have the intent to walk and then you walk in the game that would make um vr much more practical because you wouldn't need these wide open i think that would probably kill someone they would think about walking and walk in vr and they'd have an aneurysm and die (laughs) well you know i mean uh before we knew exactly what would happen in sensory deprivation tanks you know we used to think you just fall asleep which isn't what happens so like who knows you know i don't know (laughs) who knows i'm not a neuroscientist let's try it ethics boards what are those We'll cut so so on the on the um side of VR, there's 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 much more practical ways of having your um of of not having to use controllers, for instance. Um, there's some technology that I think Sony might be developing, um, where it just tracks your individual fingers. Like, it just recognizes where your hands are and knows how you move, right? Yeah. And then even then, you know, just, just talk about, like, a, a thin glove that you put on rather than having to carry actual controllers. And it's it's not unreasonable to think that the technology for uh, VR would allow for no controller or a barely noticeable controller pretty soon. Um, the problem is that's not necessarily a good thing because VR is based around grabbing things. And you want a little bit of haptic feedback, right? It's, so when you grab a controller, mm-hmm. you actually get the feel that you're grabbing something. And that's kind of useful for grounding the VR experience. Um, well, they, they have done um, some stuff where there's a series like of, of cables on the backside of a glove, right? So, you know, it, it, they won't allow your, your finger, you know, they'll stop your fingers from going any further, right? See, that sounds a lot more difficult than oh just yeah no it sounds incredibly <laughs> like overcomplicated but I, I know that there are people working on that and the other so it's it's like that's sort of the analog solution right which i kind of prefer because it just it seems a lot less like it's going to accidentally kill people right um, yeah yeah that's a big one and then and then there's like the monkey solution right <laughs> but i kind of want to see monkey solution you know like come on let How's that going to turn out? Let's so just just a little bit of experimentation, you know. So Funky Finch just brought up a little bit something of what I was going to mention as far as um, or it, it's related in that uh, in VR, one of the things that always felt weird to me is how you have to use your left thumb controller to like move or move and walk around. You know, they can uh, do for, away for with games. that altogether and just have it to where your mind knows where you want to walk. And so you, if you think about moving forward, you just move forward in game. Mm-hmm. There's, there's an easier solution to that. Um, that is still ridiculous. Well, okay. First of all, the most feasible I, how, solution. Well, well, hold on. How is it? I mean, if it, I don't understand what is easier than your mind just saying go. Oh no. Uh, well, you just don't want neuro. The, do getting okay. the technology there is not easy. Oh, we, well, hey, Moose, I don't, guess what, man? We don't have to build it. We ain't got to worry about it. Yeah, but someone does, and that's going to be Elon difficult Musk for them. Elon Musk is doing it, and he, you know what he loves doing it? Let the man work. I don't, so, wait, so, so Gabe Newell had a suggestion where you could just suppress the, uh, the um, little response in your ear that judges movement, right? Mm-hmm. And there's an interview that he did with some website i forget right now um and he was basically like yeah we have the technology to do this it's just how can we get that to consumers 
how can we make it you know marketable and safe to suppress your sense of movement in your ear and what that does is it makes motion sickness like non-existent because you know you have no sense of motion so you just move around in the game perfectly fine in vr as you would in any other game i'm sorry can we just take a moment to appreciate it's it's a step under brain implant well yeah but you think about it right and it's like so if they're going to develop that technology this is a bit of a side but i just find it hilarious that that technology which you know motion sickness right thing that's been around a long time you know like people have issues in cars buses boats whatever right but not until the rise of gaming did anyone think yeah let's just do that right and mm-hmm. I, I just that that's really funny to me um but anyway like I, I get what you mean right but um like as far as like the ease of of doing these things it does seem to me like um take for instance you know these these complicated rigs that we have for you know being able to run in place and so on right i yeah, don't the, the treadmills i don't really see how that's easier than this especially considering they have managed to map out you know hand movement right um i like it doesn't require surgery well that that is fair that is fair um so less intrusive maybe but I, you know, as far as like you're saying, like get the t- technology there. It's like I mean, they're not there, but they're clearly in the vector, I suppose. You know. Um, but of course, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you also got to think. Okay, we have a chip that'll let you play VR games, right? We have the cost of the surgery to put it in, and the cost of the chip itself. Mm-hmm. I don't imagine that's cheap. Right now, there's like VR treadmills that you can buy, like right now. It's like uh, two thousand dollars, maybe three thousand on the higher end, which is expensive. Don't get me wrong; that is that is absurdly expensive for a piece of of uh, for, for a gaming accessory at all, right? Yeah. Like that's more expensive than a lot of people's, you know, entire setup. Um, but if if the treadmill breaks, you know, you might have to get a replacement. The company probably has some kind of repair thing where you get a replacement. If the chip in your brain breaks, you got to go under the scalpel again, buddy. It's fine. It's fine. It's all worth I don't. I don't. I don't want to know what happens if like the chip becomes dislodged and is just rattling around in your head. Yeah, like honestly, I I would say the th- the biggest setback here. To me, you go into doesn't, a cat scan doesn't necessarily seem it. the difficulty of, you know, because again, I'm not an expert in this field, but it seems like they are working in the right vector. Like the difficulty to me here doesn't seem to be the technology itself. It seems to be the ethics, right? And the ethics boards, right? And it's funny uh, because Funky Finch in chat just mentioned that, you know, we've been uh, interfacing with nerve impulses since like the 1970s, right? And like, that's true. Right, and she mentioned cats. We've all we've also been doing it in monkeys, right? And I just as a, another little aside, I think it's funny because to train this monkey to play this game, they uh, they were using like a banana drink basically, where like he would guide a dot to a square, right, and then drink you know this like banana drink, and you know so that, so that was his positive feedback. But sometime in the nineteen seventies, we were already able to like um, stimulate. Uh, like the pleasure center monkey's brain and give it a button you know and it would just do it over and over and over again for like 16 hours a day so like interfacing directly with animals brains isn't that new 
so I think the leap here is getting them to be able to like wirelessly control something, you know? Um, I think the leap here is convincing but people. <laughs> of course, I suspect the reason that um, well, I'm saying in the technology I itself, mean, we we can't convince Moose to get Game Pass, so we're far far from getting Moose to get Neuralink. Let's be honest. That's fair. Hey, when the when the total recall happens, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going to be. I'm not letting them put a chip down, in my head. Know? But if other people want to get a chip put in their head, and I, you know, me watch from a distance. Well, you know, that's between them. Uh, hey, you know, that's what America's for. America is the land of lobotomizing yourself. For video games, yes. Without without knowing it, to become a mindless drone for Elon Musk's oh techno goodness. empire that he's building. I, I will say I like, this. I will I say like, this. I hope they don't test the Neuralink the way they test the rockets at SpaceX. Oh, God. Because they well, seem too <laughs> willing and ready to just let those bad boys fall out of the sky in a ball of flames. How how many paralyzed monkeys do you think you know were uh, Ooh, created in point. order to get to this point, right? And if no one's asked them that on Twitter, please go ask them that on Twitter. Um yeah, how many monkeys does it take to get to a Neuralink? Um <laughs> goodness gracious. I well, just, yeah, that was the thing that in their first presentation, b- before they had them playing games, they were just demonstrating that the signal can transmit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, pigs that had Neuralinks, and they kept going over the top to be like, this is a very happy, healthy pig. She loves it here. She's a happy pig. It's like, what are you guys doing with those pigs? Why do you, why do you keep this doubling down? This pig has how, how never attempted to or successfully eaten one of the workers. Yeah. This pig does not have arms that come out of its spine at night and crawls on the walls. The, this pig has not tried to escape nine times and has exhibited human emotions and feels trapped and enslaved. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, uh, why? Why is that? Why is that thing called the emotion monitor just screaming? What's going on with that? Just, uh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. They're, they're it's saying kill, the, kill. They're kill. demonstrating the uh, the transmission, and all of a sudden, like the little. Um, Usually it's just like a like a line, like a heartbeat. It starts to very vividly spell out SOS. <laughs> I don't know. I nothing, just, so nothing fishy what, going on here at all. What um, what are the likely genres you think the monkeys will get good at first? Oh, you know how like currently there's all those all those jokes about how like every esports team is full of Asians, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Give it like five years; it'll all be monkeys, man. You know, monkeys playing. You think so? Oh yeah, man! Like monkeys, monkeys playing League of Legends, Come esports on. league. And like you know, the great thing is you know monkeys, right? Hyper violent. You know, so you know how people go to like hockey, ha- like well, stereotypically people go to hockey to watch the fights that break out, right? You know, it, look, I legit. I just I wanna I wanna go to an esports tournament and just see like the the monkeys go to war right after one of them loses a game. That's that's the future I want. So here's the thing. I think this is a very real possibility because it's so close and relative to the kind of tests they'd be putting these monkeys through anyways. I would pay real hard cash, not just Big Cloud coin, not Heavy Shelf coin, which we have Big Cloud, by the way. No. Um, I would pay good hard cash to watch monkeys play each other in Rocket League with their minds. 
see, I, I think I like the sound of that, right? I think that sounds fun. But Moose, um, Luca you highlighted haven't bought that. In yet. Let me let me throw some sugar on there. The monkeys get jerseys. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's that's, got that's a point. Good. He's got a point. He's got uh, yeah. you there. Man. <laughs> I'm 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 more of a fan. But you see, the problem is Luca highlighted a a characteristic of monkeys, um, which is that they're very violent. So I feel like any kind of competitive game or cooperative game would devolve into a monkey fist fight on the stage, and monkeys would kill one another. Well, no, they see, would stop but, playing wait, the no, game. No, no, no. But we and could, they would attack one another. But we could like uh, figure out like the center of their brain, you know, like figure out you know which which bits to poke with Neuralink to like make them calm, you know. And so like we could we could you know have them playing video games and then let them you know like rage a- as they lose, right? And get like this close to fighting, you know, and then just have a bunch of chill monkeys on the stage, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, we could just puppeteer animals. That's ethical, right? Yeah. No. So what we're talking about now is what we're talking about now is enslaving monkeys for our entertainment. Yes. Because uh, because what you're talking about is only I just want them to knock a ball around. I'm not trying to enslave them. They can go home. Yeah, but then you got to suppress their emotions, right? I mean, only if they lose the match, and then I say, "Get good, monkey." Well, you know, yeah, if you look, if dude. you lose the match, you lose the ability to feel happiness for the next week. Do oh, better. Oh God! Oh they're gonna, God! They're gonna if, look if they want that banana. They're gonna do better. It's like it's like you know first first they're doing it to the monkeys, and they're doing it to the actual esports players. You know? Yeah, it's for just real. In this, their this contracts. Is only, this is only slightly more ethical than just doing some Warhammer 40k stuff. Uh, where you you rig up the monkeys' brains to be hyper aggressive and want to kill things, like this is just slightly more, slightly more ethical, because so because they would have... I mean you know they would fight and kill things naturally, so we're subduing that response, which you can see is a negative. But at least we're not making them intentionally kill things all the time. So like what what fighter game would we have them play? Like uh... besides them fighting in real life. No, see, that's the thing. You guys got to st- stop. Is Neuralink, there like, is monkey, there... they can, like, we're not going to, like, we could have taught them years ago how to fight gladiator style. Well, yeah, you know. Neuralink, but... what game in real life, instead of, like, p- people trying to live out their monkey enslavement because they didn't like the movie The Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and they feel like that the good guys lost, um, what... What games can we train monkeys to play? Um, yeah, like, um, for some reason, I'm blanking. The freaking Nintendo fighting. Super... Super Smash? Super Smash, yeah. I don't, like, my brain just forgot. It was like, to, Super Brawl, what? To excuse um, David, he's been operating on about half half asleep for uh, a bajillion years now, so... Uh. Yeah, well, uh, look, long story short, the last 42 hours of my life, there's been no adult to stop me from playing video games. It's kind of sad. I'm turning 35 next month, and I just didn't want to stop playing video games. But I'll tell you what, I know a lot about Apple Arcade now, and it's pretty good. Mobile games are pretty getting, getting pretty awesome. Um, Mobile games are getting worthwhile, question mark? Worthwhile, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
All right, back so, to fighting games. Monkeys. I'm going to say. Not fighting in real life. We're not trying to enslave them. We're trying to let them have fun playing Super Smash Bros. But how long before people start demanding monkey rights and they say, no, do you let the monkeys play the humans in these sports? But then won't it get a little concerning, especially in like strategy games when like monkeys are showing far better strats in like conquering things? Um, Monkeys have a really, really good visual memory. Like way better than humans. Okay. If if I'm using the right term, visual memory not, might not be the right term, um, but it's the test where they flash ten numbers on the screen, and the monkeys and and then the the numbers are replaced by boxes, and the monkeys can press them in sequential order up to like thirty digits, right? And you only see them for three seconds, so they're really good at that. I don't know how that would actually. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that would make them competitive. I don't, th- there's got to be a game that like that would be worthwhile for, but I think like the main strategy games that monkeys would be good at is uh, you know assuming that monkeys could learn to play a strategy game at all. Um, but you know I- I'll run with the hypothetical. I feel like they'd be good at the ones where zerg rushing is just the meta, right? It's just terribly balanced, you know, and so there'd just be a, a horde of like bazooka wielding like low level troops just rushing your base immediately as a monkey CSGO. screamed in the corner. They play CS:GO, P90 rushing. Every single time. <laughs> oh god, that's what it is. Oh no, dude! That's, but that's you think answer. about it. You think about it, right? Because you know, okay, so we we create like the monkey league, right? You know, the monkey <laughs> esports league. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, you Monk know, esports. Look, dude. It, I was I was uh, just leave, gonna make that joke. Leaving leaving out. Oh god, I. Uh, Anyway, moving on past that pun, um, you know, leaving out, you know, what the what are the whatever side attractions there are to monkey esports, right? Um, you know, th- this gets really big, and then you start getting like genetically engineered monkeys, right? You know, and they start like breeding the monkeys to be better at video games, you know, and then there's just like this breed of super monkeys, you know, super gamer monkeys, you know. And, I don't like uh, this idea. You don't like this idea? Why not? Why not? <sighs> We we were only joking about Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but I feel like you're trying to make it an eventuality. Look, dude. I like would rather said, have. What if we have them play too many strike games and then like, like rule generals like in the military like, whoa, we mankind couldn't have thought of that strat. Give that man a gun, a monkey a gun. I mean, <laughs> monkey tank crews. Oh god! Yeah, yeah, I, that's what I'm worried about. But you say that, I, I would right? rather... but it is pretty cramped in a tank. You know, maybe maybe a monkey is you know kind of the right kind of soldier to be in a tank. That's all I'm saying. You know, not very. The much problem is they throw their own feces, Luca. That's not good <laughs> in a tank. They, the monkey I, I, I would, doesn't I would mind, rather, you know. Yeah, but you can't have you can't have half monkey, half human crews then. Well, you know, you but, just but, you what, gotta, you gotta I, train I would rather commander monkey. Go on. <laughs> I would rather what happens is you walk into the esports tournaments and all of the players are like cybernetically attached to these massive like mainframes and they're just playing with their brains and like, you know, they, they don't move, they don't blink, they're just stuck in this game matrix. Yeah. Than to have gamer monkeys that are genetically engineered to be better at games. You know, I, I would I would take the techno dystopia over planet of the apes any day just because i feel like monkeys would be mean when they get in power you know i mean like humans yeah that's uh, a bit of a dice roll 
Are yeah, you, you going to be benevolent? Yeah, but at least with monkeys, you know, you have a target in the technodystopia. It's like, what are you supposed to do? You just have to retreat further and further into the games to escape reality, right? Whereas, you know, there, there's a there's a possible like heroic outcome to the monkey dystopia. You know, that's all I'm saying, right? Fight the monkey. I don't think Fight Rise of the, the, the Planet of the Apes the is monkey. heroic. I'm I'm not saying no. Look, I'm not saying it has to be Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I'm just saying, you know, on a planet where apes are rising, you know, you know. <laughs> Apes are rising up in the world. Oh. Get with the time or get left behind. Oh God! <laughs> but I, I just I I think I think it's going to be worse. So I, basically, what I'm saying is, Elon, you need to stop now, okay? I think we're your way... parents are probably worried Elon, about what you're doing. Don't listen to Moose. Keep going. <laughs> I think this is a path that only leads in monkey war. Look, Moose is like an old G time. He doesn't even subscribe to Game Pass. He probably sends mail by postage still. Moose wants to like <laughs> own things and have like rights to the things he owns rather than just rent them forever, you know? And be at the whims of corporate contracts. Cringe. Come on, bro. Get with the times, man. Fight the monkey. Yeah. I'm 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 <laughs> I'm signing up to Arm Corp later today to be to to gain monthly access of my fingers and arms. Oh God! So that'll be cool. You know, there's a thumb DLC coming out. I I do love the idea of like you know like in a, in a world where like okay you know you've you you know because you've had to take out a loan to have all this you know uh, you know all these neural imp- implants put in right you know and then like well obviously you know they can't just go in and repossess all this stuff they put in your head right. So if you're not paying, they just turn off your legs, you know. <laughs> but they, but they wait using using the neural implant. They look through your eyes to see when would be the most inconvenient time. Just on an escalator, you know. Yeah, yeah. You have people who are like, you know, in the middle of like a a, a run. They're trying to run away from like a burglar or something like monkey, that. You know, they're getting chased burglar, in the street. A super intelligent monkey camera burglar. Yeah, yeah when the super intelligent monkey burglars come, the corporation just says you will pay for your unpaid dues. Press the button. And, like, then, and like you know, they they start you know me- uh, messing with your visuals, right? And there's just like a, a little notice about unpaid dues. You know, you, you have to like sign a contract. You know, like at the bottom of the screen, like with your, if you don't with have your a legit eyes, version of Windows, know? like those um those uh, drawings where they track your eyes and they have the artist like do sketches of people's faces with just looking around, right? You have to like do a little signature uh, with your eye movement, you know, and then only then do they turn your legs back on and let you get away from the monkey. <laughs> Oh my god. And and that's that's if you don't have the um that that that's if you have the premium version. If you don't have the premium version, you have to close out of ads that appear in your eyes every like 30 minutes or so. And that's annoying, oh, you know. God. Some of them yeah, are full yeah, screen yeah, yeah. too. It's it's And you can't auto skip. It's like even even worse than Black Mirror, of course, of course. Basically what we're saying is Black Mirror, you weren't thinking hard enough about this. Like, you know, when you think about it, the universe doesn't even make sense, right? Because you're surrounded by these screens, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, you can't smash through them. But you're not as strong as a monkey, right? Or, well, maybe not a monkey, but like a chimp or whatever, right? And so when they have the super intelligent chimp gamers, you know, like they're just going to go smashing all the screens. So you have to have the neural implants, don't you? You know, that's all I'm saying. Are you saying that we need the implants to be on tier with the super intelligent chimps we accidentally create. No, I'm saying that we have or to we have to create. we have to we have to have the implants to assure people are forced to look at the advertisements when we make the super intelligent chimps, right? 
Because okay, you know, like, if, you, if, you, if you think was... about it, if anyone's going to revolt against the technological dystopia and return to monkey, it's going to be the chimps and the monkeys, right? Because they're, they're just that much closer, right? So you're going to have like the, the chimp slash monkey faction that's rising up against the, uh, you know, all this neural stuff, right? And they're just going around smashing all the technology. So you got to keep it in people's heads and in their heads too, you know? Just like uh, young, young well, adult that, dystopian authors who are listening. Um, this is all copyrighted. <laughs> we own this. This is intellectual property, okay? So if you're thinking, oh my goodness, next Hunger Games. No, no. We, we own this property. Um, I declare it, and that makes it legal. Um, so sorry. This is our young adult dystopian novel. George Orwell, take notes. <laughs> I've contributed nothing, yet still want 10%. Hey, that's We're how our business model works, you know? man. First person to ask for ten percent gets it on anything, just, just on anything at all. Ah, oh, dude, I want I want ten percent of the genetic monkey, and then we inject you with exactly ten percent genetic monkey DNA. You know, I swear, if if next week we do not see like first message in the chat, I want ten percent right of the revenue from that stream, which will be probably not much, right? I'm gonna be disappointed yeah. in the audience, so. I'm going to claim it first. I'm going to be the one to type it. Oh, yeah. Excellent, excellent. See, you've just ruined it. See, now I have to invalidate it. Okay, guys, company members can no longer claim 10%. Now the whole 10% thing is going out the window. (sighs) No, we're going to have to write up bylaws here, you know? And the question is, when the super intelligent monkeys come along, like, are they going to have bank accounts? And if they don't have bank accounts, can they get 10%? Are we going to discriminate against I like the the idea that the monkeys get to live in a communist utopia where they all share everything. (laughs) <laughs> i you know somehow thinking about what i what the little i know about monkeys right thought you were gonna say the little i know about communism <laughs> <laughs> I, I just i don't see that quite working you know hey i i think of everything that we've talked about today genetic engineer monkey communism is just as ridiculous as most other things <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps, but a lot less fun. I mean, okay, okay. Uh, well, fair, I, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll concede on that Well, point. It actually, it depends on what kind of monkey communism, though, right? Because, you know, are we talking like, you know, like happy, hippie, imagined communism, or are we talking like monkey Stalin, you know? Because I can kind of get behind monkey Stalin. Like, I, I want to see that, you know? I would like it novel. to be the first one, but I think, I think monkey Stalin, if these monkeys are going to be as dangerous as I imagine they are... It's like monkey Stalin, but there's 50 different Stalins, and they all agree that humans need to pay. (laughs) Oh, God. So thanks, Elon Musk. So really, really our one saving grace is just waiting for all the monkey Stalins to, like, finish each other off before they just turn, uh, you know, the last monkey standing just turns his attention to the fucking human race. It would be the other way around. The monkey Stalins would deal with the human race first, and then one another. Ah, okay, okay. So, but so if you can, are, if you can grab that, like that... a Halloween costume of a monkey, you're safe. You know? Ah, uh, dude, it's it's just um, it's just Mr. Obato, except for you're just dressed as a monkey. You know? I don't get that reference. I'm sorry. Uh, '70s song. Don't worry about it. Someone out there one day <laughs> listening to this on backlog. I'm older like, than oh, all I get of it. you, and even I'm like Mr. Obato. Hmm. Um, oh, about Harry Gatto, okay. my guy, Mr. Obata. Yeah, we, we will now. use the joke that didn't land as a segue. All right, into um, 
video games and not uh, Monkey Manifest Destiny. <laughs> and so uh, it was actually, again, it seems like all of a sudden dads were like, yeah, you know what? I think we should release the games now. Because uh, from what me and Lucas listed through, and the list was of about 50 games coming out this week. And uh, we sifted through all of them to to find the ones that we feel would be worth your time. I'm actually going to hit in the chat now. Sorry if it comes out ugly, your formatting. Um, but I got the first games that are released, and then I'm going to have the ones that also uh, are early access coming out. So it looks like the first batch somewhat went through tolerably. I'm going to throw in the early access ones now. Um, but starting off though with Aaron's adventure or Aaron's adventure, actually, let's just go ahead and take this Aaron's. Out. Is it Aaron's or Aaron's? Because I've always spelled it's gonna be Aaron, Aaron with two A's. Well, yeah, but I, it's, it's spelled. I would funky, agree. You know, I, I would. I would say it is more likely that it is spelled weirdly than it is pronounced weirdly. Fair yeah, enough. but so like, Aaron's okay. Adventure. But here's the thing, right? If they spelled it weirdly, do they not deserve for it to be pronounced weirdly? Okay. I, I this hear. and other deep this is my linguistic game. questions <laughs> at five. Yeah. Now, so if you click on that game, you'll see that it kind of has a, not too unique of an art style, but it has a certain kind of minimalist style. But when you start to look it at the game, looks a little bit like it, Breath of the Wild. A little bit of Breath of the Wild. Low, low poly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, low poly. Low poly Breath of the Wild. Um, that's the more official way to put it. Um, low poly Skyrim or Breath of the Wild. And uh, when you look at some of the movement, it kind of has a Ghost of Tsushima, God of War kind of combat looking movement, which that's not bad. Well, what's impressive about this game is that it's been made, it was made by two people mm-hmm. and it just released this week. And they got professional, I don't want to say orchestra, but they got a professional band to make specific soundtrack for this. Instead of, like, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes a lot of games, like, they'll just go to Fiverr and get some tracks laid down, you know? No, yeah, they, yeah. Um, they got, like, actual full-blown, I don't want to say certified, but very qualified artists to make the music. And I think when you hear some of it, you'll be like, okay, yeah, they definitely were trying to set a tone. Just like Zelda game, Zelda games have been known for their music in the past. I think they put a good effort here. Me and Luca will be playing this game for another review royale. And so is I'm really it, looking is it forward. co-op? Um, no, mm, it's not no. co-op, but we're, remember, with review royale, two people Doesn't review the game, and then we um, talk about it together. So when I say we're playing, I was really we're asking, playing it separately. It does look like a game that could be co-op. Yeah, I can kind of see it, but to my knowledge, that there's no co-op in it. Um, yeah. One other thing I did want to mention so, is one of the guys working on it, I think he uh, graduated like top of his class in game something or other at a university in the Netherlands. So, ooh, you know, like big title or whatever. Let's <laughs> let's see if that gamer education <laughs> paid exactly, off, exactly. boy. Well, um, I know one of them also too. Like they essentially teach. They have a bunch of um Unreal tutorials and stuff, and. Mm. uh I can't remember if they're certified in that too, but uh, these aren't just your average Joes being like, I think we can make a game like those dream world 
devs that we talked about in our <laughs> oh, last week's expansion yeah. pass. And so, um, I, again, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from them so far. And then uh, moving on to Odd World Soulstorm. Odd Which World, is a crazy name. Yeah, it's it's, it's a crazy name, and it's a not a remake per se, but it's a spiritual successor. No, well, I'm, I guess you can say it's a remake or a relaunch or reboot. Yeah, reboot um, of the old Odd World series. Now, I've heard a mixed bag of good things and bad things about it, but it is a two point ninety. I think is how they describe it. It's not three D. It's two point ninety. Um, I look at it as just like a pretty platformer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it may be worth your time. Last I saw, I think it said 50 bucks, and I was like, ooh, let's calm down. Um, Because that doesn't feel like a $50 game to me. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, just platforms in general, it's it's fairly high price. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really really the big genre anymore, you know? I think platformers have kind of seen a rise and fall. <laughs> now, the rise the and one, fall of the platforming empire. Sorry, go on. <laughs> the one I'm really, really um, excited about trying is the Cozy Grove. Now, if you look at that, it has a very, well, I, I shouldn't say unique, but it, it definitely has a style about it. It kind of has like the Don't Starve look, mm-hmm. but yeah. cozier. Um, and definitely cozier. <laughs> Let me see if I can. I'm trying to pull it up on my don't animal crossing. What's up? It's like don't animal crossing. Don't starve an animal. Don't okay. Yeah. I I said dumb. Or or animal crossing starve, but that one doesn't have a ring to it. You're supposed to camp and survive? Question mark on like a haunted island, but as far as I can tell, the haunting is going to be all like cutesy and everything, and it's like oh that's it's going to be kind of that's nice. That's sweet. You know, ah, the poltergeist they, oh, is throwing man, look, trees at us again. It's Casper, you know. Um, yeah, so, Flamey the ghost. I know. I uh, wonderful. Looks good, and that's I've kinda, actually I've heard a couple people like unrelated mention it, so it seems to be getting some notice, which is you know good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, Viking Vengeance seems to be a bit of decent action in that game. It. Not as, I mean, I'm not as excited for it, but you know, with some of these games, like we didn't want to pick just what we liked. We wanted to pick something that might pique other people's interests. Pique other people's interests. Kind of, kind of um, looks like a Diablo-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something uh, Lost, like Lost Worlds Beyond the Page uh, is more of a narrative game. Now that was the sort of point and click one, right? Or, yeah. No, no, no. That that one's a platforming. Um, the Lost World. Hold it. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think the point and click it's, one it's was a... close, but we didn't add it. Yeah. Sorry, we we looked at a lot of games a few days back, and there was this one, another one that was sort of similar in vibe, but uh, it was a point mm-hmm. and click versus little narrative platformer. So. Like, yeah, I, so, would, so, I wouldn't say that this game is like an Ori in the Blind Forest, but it has that level of quality to it, in my opinion. In that, you know, the music is good. They really seem to have set out to make a good like adventure story. And yeah, uh, and the, the presentation is 
very good. There are points where you're sort of like platforming in a journal, you know, and so on, and it, mm-hmm. it just it's yeah. a good effect. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a fun little fun little concept there. There's a there's another game. Um, oh goodness, I think it's uh, the Pedestrian, where you play as a guy who runs across title. signs. Oh, I Let's like see. that. Yeah, I might, yeah, I might be wrong. A, that came, no, no, you're right. That came out a while ago, I think. And um, yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty old game. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a 2.5D, which is you know 2D, but look, there's depth. Um, came out in January 2020. You play as a guy and you move across signs, like a like like not like a human, like a like an icon of the guy, right? Yeah. So, that's what it reminded me of. That's a pretty creative way to uh, to have a game setting. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a very good presentation. You, you know, it got on the list. Check it out if uh, if you like narrative games. Potion Party is uh, another one that it, it just barely squeaked by, to be honest. <laughs> um, but it has enough competence in design, I feel. In color and style, that hey, someone might like it. Oh, someone's it's essentially like, 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 like you run a potion shop and all that entails of keeping that running, you know? Yeah, uh, it, so it's kind what of it looks like, like it, to me, it, it almost looks like a Pokemon DLC in that hey, we're gonna take the people who designed all the spaces in Pokemon and then we're just gonna say here you can sell potions now, and it's all these different potions. That's the vibe it kind so, of gives me. I, I get I get some overcooked vibes from it. Um, that too. I mean, entirely different graphic style. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a little time trial, kind of hectic mm-hmm. number of stages, right? Um, there's also a game that is not out yet, uh, Potion Craft Alchemist Simulator. That's a game about potions and alchemy and simulation and, and simulate. There you go. Right. So, so there's a. There, there you go. There you go. Just figured I should mention that. You're you know? tra- <laughs> just trying to stomp on Potion Party's parade. You're like, no, I'm going to mention my Potion yeah. game. <laughs> Here, here's a different Potion game. So, yeah. A different Potion game that's not out this week. That's kind of irrelevant to the conversation altogether. But, hey, it's got Come more on, words. Moose. Get with the program, it's got alchemy. Man. We're shouting out what's um, coming out this week. This um, week. What the dub is the next one. What the dub is, um, yeah, coming out this week. They take, uh, uh, what's that show? Was it Mystery Theater or Mystery Science Theater? What was that show to where they dubbed over old movies? Uh, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. They yeah, showed Mystery Science Theater, Theater, yeah. 3000, yeah. So essentially, that's what, what the dub is, is that they give you a bunch of old footage, and it's like a party game, where then you, comedically, if you're funny, dub over different movie scenes and um, you can either use your real voice it looks like or you can uh, have it talk for you which I imagine some people are going to be risky and uh, try to use <laughs> certain language that they usually wouldn't use their own voice for yeah. feels so, feels like something that you might see Sue. what's Let's, up it feels like something you might see in like a Jackbox party game yeah exactly yeah, very um, similar vibe yeah. We're going to look into it more. This may actually be something that some people from Heavy Shelf try. Just depends. Might get um, streamed, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. There's always but, a chance. 
Yeah, so those are that's what's coming out this week for sure. Now, those are finished titles. Again, my personal picks from there is Aaron's Adventure and um Cozy Grove. Cozy Grove, but I think Lost Worlds I'm gonna check out now as well too. Alright, yeah. And then it's Lost Words. Lost Words? I got Oh god, is it, it is. Words? Oh man, I've been I'm saying sorry, Lost yeah. Worlds we, for like we the have last collective dyslexia. Times. Yeah, Lost Words Beyond the Page. It's the full we title. Look, See? man, I can't read. Okay, everyone knows this. <laughs> like you know, that's what the that's what the chip I got in my brain is for. You, you know, when I'm not speaking, you think I'm like sitting here listening to what the other hosts are saying, like trying to think of something clever to say. But what I'm actually doing is doing is desperately trying to sound out every message in the chat. Right? Yeah. Anyway, that's so, reading. <laughs> that's just that's reading. Sitting right. <laughs> in a new concept. Um. So, the early access titles, first up we have is Colony Ship. Now, Colony Ship caught my eye because it's got some XCOM features. But it mm-hmm. also has very rich, deep dialogue features as well. And so, I, can't, I, I nailed it with an analogy earlier in the week. I can't remember it now. So, Luke is going to have to tell me if this suffices. But it's like XCOM meets Fallout New Vegas. Fallout uh, 2 yeah, was yeah. the isometric one. Yeah, it's... Well, yeah, but, like, then, you know, it's already kind of there in the sense, that, like, um, XCOM, right? So, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah XCOM kind of kind of hits it. And so... Maybe, um, maybe XCOM with some more RPG features? XCOM, yeah. XCOM space RPG. Ooh, cool. You know? Now... <laughs> essentially with go. that game it is a story of you were on a you were born on a colony ship like long after it had left and there's been like an uprising and all that stuff and there's some crew who feel that the the whole mission was to essentially like there was like a religious zealot group that said hey let's Double down and take our religion to another planet. It's too. space Mormonism. It's space Mormonism. Yeah, and 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 so essentially, like you know, they put all the time in building this ship and making it happen. But the thing is, the journey is going to take so long. Like they're never going to actually make it to the new land. So as time goes on, they start to die off. Traditions change and fade, and then there's mutiny among the ship. And so now there's these different factions trying to vie for their credibility of who runs the ship. You know, so the thing is, as it says in the descriptor, that you can choose these different dialogue options to make it seem like you're with this faction or you're not going to betray this faction. But your actions will still be counted. So, like, if you say, oh, no, no, I'm with you, but then you shoot one of them during, like, a battle scene, they're like, oh, you're not with us, you're a spy. So um, it it seems like it has some smart AI behind it. And from what I've played so far from the demo, it's not bad. It's definitely not a lazy effort. I know that. It's just a matter of, I think it will, people that really like in-depth, like meaty story games and like don't mind reading like all the dialogue, I think they'll find themselves at home with this game. Unfortunately, that's that's not us because we can't read, but you know. No, no, we can can read, but it's just just a lot of reading and there's so many other games that we can play that you don't have to read. (laughs) Um. Um, so yeah, and then the Slormancer, that is another in-depth game. Um, it's got a lot me, going um, for it. Some, uh, Hammerwatch kind of vibes. 
right? Like, Hammerwatch? It, it, it appears no. to be a kind of roguelike, but you can yeah. get all sorts of equipment and upgrades. Indeed. Um, Rogue Legacy uh, stuff comes to mind yeah, as well, because yeah. they mention um, uh, like a, a family legacy or something like that. Family power trees. Which, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I think that's worth looking into, and as well as... Uh, the other thing we might stream is First Class Trouble. Now, essentially, this is like Among Us 3D. Or Among it's, Us it's with not, It's not graphics. exactly Among Us. It's, 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 in, of, that, it's in, in that general genre of like Among Us, Deceit, those kinds of games, right? Um, yeah, the it's um, got, social social deduction game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, there, there are some like real life ones like Werewolf and I think one's like Secret Hitler or something like that. That whole genre, it's, mm-hmm. it's in there, right? So good for streamers if they um want to move on past uh, Valheim, whatever they're playing these days. Yeah, the uh, I I will say though, right? It's like, so it takes place on a spaceship. Uh, you vote people out by throwing them out of the airlock. Um, in the trailer, it says, "Beware of the imposters among you." <laughs> it seems like they understand that what they're creating is very, very similar to Among Us. I, there's part of me that wants to see if this was the same people who made Deceit, because it does like remind me of it quite a lot. Um. Yeah, I played to see. I hated that game. <laughs> I I loved that game mostly. Uh, the game itself was terrible, but the interactions with the other people while playing was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, that wraps up our um, podcast for the week. Those are the games of interest, and um, just a warning, a heads up for the Monkey Uprising. You know, be good at games. That's all I gotta say. Let's get good. Absolutely. Absolutely. For those of you listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, know that we record these live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash So if you want to head on over there, you'll also find us uh, our links below for heavyshelf.com where we do write articles from time to time, our thoughts and opinions and reviews on video games, and every now and then a little parody. Um, like our guy Moose here wrote that uh, I think the, our last one was uh, pretty much a smash hit. The six days, uh, the six reasons why you should hate six days of Fallujah. Definitely check that out. And then, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing these games. It's been a good week and a lot of stuff to look forward to. And uh, I'm hoping we're going to be on an uptrend video game wise because it seems like there hasn't been much. But to find out what we're going to be playing next week, tune in, and we'll see you then.